Good day. That was a bit of uh, a sketch on Dave Landau's new show, Normal World. I'm joined here by Dave Landau, international superstar comedian. How are you doing, man? Good. How about you, sir? I'm doing well. Yeah, I want to apologize. Uh, Dave was on time. I was not on time. So uh, that's on me. Uh, I'm really glad that we could connect here. You're, uh, we've got the New Year's coming up in, I don't know, two days or whatever. Yep. Got any got any big plans for Sunday? Uh, I'm performing in, uh, where am I? Alabama. That's where yep. I am right Huntsville. now. Huntsville. Huntsville, Alabama. At, yep, Stand Up Live. So, yeah, that's where I got into last night. It took me about an hour and a half to check in because it's Alabama. And, uh, <laughs> yeah, that's what I'm doing. What about you? Uh, I'm just I'm staying home. I've got to work the next day. Uh, similar to you, you're working as well, but uh, I have to work in the morning, so I'll probably stay in, um, eat some food, and uh, sneak off to sneak off to bed early. Hopefully, I don't know. Usually, I, I usually I'm always like, oh, I'll have a normal New Year's, and then it's like ten o'clock. People call, hey, what are you up to? Oh, hey, what? And then there's. 25 people at my house and nobody leaves till four in the morning. So we'll yeah. see. Yeah. It's about, yeah, it seems about right. I used <laughs> to do that. Not anymore. Now I just work and well, that's usually what I have been doing for a long time. But yeah, when I was younger, it was fun. Well, I'm 40 now, so it's less fun. Like same uh, age. Yeah. Yeah. The, the, rec <laughs> the recovery time is not what it used to be. And, uh, you know, four in the morning for me is like a week recovery instead of like, you know, just right back at it the next day. I want to yeah. let everyone know all of Dave's links are in the description below, including um, a link to his website where you can find basically all the information around uh, him. You can find his tour dates right now. He's in Huntsville, Alabama. Excuse me. Then he's in the Roxy at Roche in Rochester, Michigan. And then uh, Hyena's back in. So you go all the way up to Michigan, then all the way back to Dallas. Yes. Um, and then back in Richmond at the Funny Bone, which is a. Uh, are they are are they is a fun the funny bone is that are they a chain or that is that the location the funny bone no they're a chain they're everywhere they're like a taco bell but but better i guess yeah they're like uh, <laughs> the improv and the funny bone they're like connected and they they're all over the country okay and, okay yeah that, that one's a fun one too so there's a lot of military in those areas and that one's just outside of dc so you get a lot of people that really uh hate the leadership there Oh, okay, and, uh, okay. Come out to the show. They do. They wear their hats like way down. And then, they like... do a little bit, actually. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. They, <laughs> they, <laughs> but they're still camouflaged. It's yeah. 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 And then uh, also you'll find linked uh, Dave's uh, Normal World YouTube channel, which uh, is a show he does with Porter Black Garrett over. Uh, I mean, through via the Blaze. Yes. And you'll be back in January there as well, right? Oh uh, yeah, January 9th we come back. Uh brand new sketches, brand new show. Um yeah, and we just went off. We just put out our Christmas special uh which you just played a part of. Thank you very much. Yeah, and yeah. uh yeah, that that was be... genius. Uh, Thank the, you. Yeah, the the callbacks to the uh Buzz's girlfriend. That one that one was <laughs> uh that one it holds a, sp a special place in my heart. You know, Home Alone is uh is a yearly Christmas watch for me, so I thought that was really well done. Uh, shout out to um, cameo from Alex Stein in that as well. Yes. Um, yeah, <laughs> blowing the fan of money out of that. You know, that was particularly <laughs> uh, after I just paid my year end taxes. That was particularly hurtful for me. Um, but of course, also Dave's oh, yeah. Twitter is linked uh, as well in the description down below. I wanted to talk to you a little bit about normal world you've been doing that now a little over a year maybe is that, is that no right? no only uh probably about six months six uh, months oh yeah yeah. Uh, yeah only maybe yeah six months we started june 20th oh okay, um, yeah so it, we, yeah we shot it like a year and a half ago the pilot and then we uh it ended up getting picked up about a year well a little less than a year ago and then uh we ended up actually releasing it in june uh and but it became a podcast originally it was a full sketch show which i still want it to be you know mm -hmm. at some point and yeah it's not that i don't like podcasting i do i just i really love the sketch element of it 
and it's it's a lot of work the uh, you know uh to do that anyway to add that so the sketch i don't know the sketch elements kind of the dream uh yeah. and getting into movies and that sort of thing that's what i wanted to kind of snowball into that's why i made it in the first place so yeah it, you get build kind of build your own reel um uh as you grow there too i think um i actually have that on my list of things to talk about like the sketches obviously if you're um so i'm not a big you know how the it's kind of dropping a little bit now but the whole like california comedian podcast thing it's not really for me i'm not saying it's bad i'm not saying i'm just it's obviously very popular yeah um and it's obviously uh in in relation to sketches pretty damn easy um in comparison it, you know just once you kind of have a setup not, again not to take away from the, these these folks and their show it's just I'm, i i just don't want to watch two people talk for three hours but i also get that the sketches, you know, a two minute, that two minute Home Alone trailer probably took days to, yes. to film and edit and all that kind of stuff, right? Yeah, I mean, we filmed it in, uh, we filmed it in over two nights because it's just when you can schedule everybody to come. So we had like Alex come at a different time. We had everything shot, you know, differently. Um, and it's just when you can get the locations and that sort of stuff. So it is, it's more time consuming. Mm -hmm. And then editing is definitely the, the more time consuming part is actually making it look like home alone. Well, yeah. And, uh, it's also far more expensive to shoot sketches, um, which are, they're probably more difficult to get, to get greenlit. But I I've been down there at the, the, uh, the blaze studios, like they've got a lot of room and resources there. Uh, how's that been working with all that kind of stuff? Dude, that's what's cool is like it's where they shot RoboCop and like yeah uh, Paramount Studio or uh, yeah, yeah Paramount yeah it used to yeah. be Paramount yeah and then like Born on the Fourth of July and JFK not the guy the movie and like all that <laughs> stuff and like it's pretty awesome when you walk in there there's all sorts of stuff like there's uh, there's a lot of locations you can shoot but we still end up going out to film half the stuff you know yeah, because it's just like when you can access it because there's like ten different shows filming so like even scheduling time can be. Well, and Glenn's, Glenn's set is like a third of the building. It's and a good that... chunk of it. And then his <laughs> office is two thirds. <laughs> yeah. 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 But no, yeah. Like it's, it's a good chunk of it, which, you know, I mean, obviously it's, sure. it's the, it's the breadwinner, you know, it's, yeah. it's his building. Um, but I mean, his movie stuff itself is just insane. Like the, the stuff that he owns. I saw him in, uh, he had a cameo in Nefarious, right? At the very end. That's one of his sets. Yeah. Well, that's him. That's his set. Oh, that's his, okay. that's that's one of his sets that yeah we've used, and yeah he's interviewing him on like a talk show in that movie. Yeah, at the yeah. end of it, yeah he's in that, and uh, yeah we've used we've played with that set, and I think that was one of his original sets, like because it looks a lot like the Fox set. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It looks very now it's like more cozy or whatever, but that looks yeah that yeah. was more of like a, a Fox TV show kind of set. Yeah, that was that's wild. And what do you you said I've noticed um you know the and I don't really want to call it like do you brand yourself a, a quote unquote conservative or you just have your opinions I sort of just have my opinions yeah, and yeah. I mean that's pissed people off but you know because it's like oh you're moderate I just don't really trust leadership at this in point. general right yeah yeah right. that's yeah that's kind of that's kind of how I am that's kind of how my viewers are it's just um you know, I have people who call themselves conservatives, like proudly watching me, and I'm happy for that. Yeah, I have people who call themselves Democrats watching me, and I'm happy for that, too. Like, I, I think a lot of times people, you know, they get into that lane because I've seen your stand up and stuff. And obviously, like poking fun at, quote unquote, leadership while Democrats are in charge. So they're going to be the butt of the jokes, perhaps at times. Um, but I, I, I like being able to make fun of everybody um, and, yes. and criticize everybody. And, uh, you know, what do you think, um, you know, the future of, you know, in terms of creating content, creating movies and stuff? I mean, it'd be difficult to ignore um, what the Daily Wire is doing. I know they're a, they're a complimentary, com you know, some people may view them as a competitor to Blaze. I don't. It's just no. people create content. It's just, you know, it's more people creating content. The, um, you know, they, they're starting to do some of that stuff with the Lady Ballers movie. Um and that's basically just people who started as, you know, political commentators. Now they're putting yeah. out comedy movies. It's pretty wild. 
that's also been my goal and i mean i know tyler fisher real well i don't know um, he's great oh, isn't he he's, oh, he's awesome dude i yeah, love yeah. tyler yeah. yeah and and it's the same as a lot of comics who just sort of know each other who are all across that like you know um tyler's think, uh, fauci is nuts dude it's spot on <laughs> i wish he was doing more of it he does uh well his recent um what was it uh oh man he, he was dressed in all rainbow, and it was uh, <laughs> oh, Jordan, I saw oh, Jordan Peterson Masterclass. Oh, I did see and, that. Yeah, it was yeah, all woke. That was so all great. Rainbow, yeah. And he's wearing, like, the giant leather heel boots. Yeah. <laughs> like, just, <laughs> Sorry, it's just got, like, yeah. the one highlight in his hair. Yeah, And it's, it's just that. It's that, like, Kermit the Frog sort of his high pitch. And, yeah, it's just. <laughs> it's, <laughs> Watching yeah, Jordan's no, transformation uh, to, like, uh, this weird 80s rock star has been an interesting... Distance. Yeah, it is to watch him wear like the half suits that are like... <laughs> like <laughs> I don't know what's going on with him. He's spent a body on clothes. I know that. Oh, dude, I love him. Yeah. Like, I, I love the fact that he's doing that. I don't know mm -hmm. if it's a troll and he's just getting people back for annoying him, but I, yeah. I, I don't know. It's it's pretty cool to watch him kind of become Two-Face or mm -hmm. like the Joker. Yeah. Like yeah. he's, he's kind of becoming a comic book character and I think maybe he's just playing with people's minds. I enjoy it. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, uh, I, I dude, I want to make those movies. I want to make good. Like, I think the future of it is we're coming off the worst year Hollywood's ever had. Mm -hmm. And it's because they have, they've pandered so much, you know, like you've seen South Park into the Panderverse. I don't Perfect. know. If you it's, but it's yeah. great. You know, yeah. like they all just, become, it's also funny. Yeah, it's hilarious. And I was crying laughing during it. And it's pissed off all the right people. And you can't put out anything without upsetting people. And I realized that like once you realize that you just cannot make a product without people being completely unhappy, like then you can be all right. You can just go on, move forward and just live your life. Mm -hmm. But that's that's what everything is designed to do now. But they've tried so hard to please everybody, which is humanly impossible yeah, because everything is designed now for just like this mass confusion. It's all just nonsense. So yeah. I, I love the fact that Hollywood's failing so bad. I think it gives room for people like us. And I just think that I think that people on the right, I guess, because that's who technically, you know, I work for and everything. Yeah. They just have to be willing to invest in their energy and time into building stuff like that and letting it grow. Yeah, they've got to be willing to do that. It's a long road. I have no idea what it costs. <clears throat> you know, the actual production budget for something like Lady Ballers is probably minuscule compared to, you know, your average run-of-the-mill Hollywood movie. But oh, there's yeah. all the infrastructure that you need. That's extremely expensive. That's why you need companies to, to make that investment up front. Once you have the cameras, once you have the sets, once you have the space, things become, you have economies of scale. I think it's funny looking at Hollywood. Uh, you know, you mentioned that you, when you pandered everybody, you really you know, you, you create a, this kind of soulless gruel like in the Matrix when they're eating that stuff. And they're like, oh, I yeah. think it tastes like chicken. And, and it's been really, I mean, I love it because I hate those people. But yes. even, um, I forget the director's name. I think he was a director of, um, doesn't matter. Chat will bail me out. He came out and he was like, uh, uh, why are people cheering? They were like, we shouldn't be cheering for movies to fail. Or so He was like basically acknowledging that like everybody hates them. And I was like, yeah, well, put out a good movie. I thought it, I always may point this out. Like people, you know, Hollywood's like, Oh, is it's like on the Simpsons meme. Is it like, is it me that is out of touch or is it the children? It's like you released Oppenheimer and Barbie in the same week. And they both made a billion dollars. People will still pay to see something interesting and new and funny, but they just refuse right. to do it. Absolutely. And there is proof. I mean, there's proof too, that like small independent films can still grow if they're quality. I mean, people will pay for a story. The problem is, is they talk to everybody like they're idiots. Like I was just watching um, dumb money on the plane yesterday and yeah. I, I really actually liked it. And I thought it was a, I always thought that was interesting because I had a little bit of GameStop stock, mm -hmm. not a ton, but it just one day it was worth a lot more. Yeah, And I only had, had like a little bit because I think the PS4 was coming out at the time. Mm -hmm. And I was like, oh, well, Christmas is coming, whatever. And uh, Anthony, I was on the Anthony Cumia show at the time. And I didn't know. But then we saw everything go down with these guys and how it worked out. And you see how these giant elite people tried to destroy these these 
I mean, to the point they shut down Robin Hood, they tried to screw yeah. over. And it's dumb money because they look at people like they're complete idiots and that they don't deserve anything better. And I think Hollywood does the same thing, where you're pandering to people who their whole thing is to get offended and to be bothered and to get upset. And so no matter what you do in the movie, you're going to upset people because that's the people you're catering to is easily triggered people. So why why would you ever think that somebody would enjoy that? Because you're, you're making it an unenjoyable film. Yeah, it's wild to me that, I mean, I think that I, I have this weird feeling, even though, you know, my viewers often like give me shit because I still have faith in humanity and I refuse to give up like the last shred. But ultimately, Hollywood- I'm trying to get there. <laughs> yeah, I'm trying to not care about it and be completely black-filled, but I'm just not there yet. Hollywood, um, it's funny because at the end of the day, they still need to make money. And you look at Disney, I mean, they were losing, I mean, basically consecutive films, 100 to $200 million losses. You could only eat that turd sandwich for so long. Like eventually, I don't think they're going to come out and say, you were right. We got woke. Um, we're going to get, they're not going to say that. But I think you're going to, in 2020, because really the lead time is, you know, they're getting pummeled this year. Well, these are movies they made two years ago. So like 2024, 2025, I think you're going to start to see more like, um, I don't know, less pandery stuff getting greenlit. Because what a lot of people don't know, and as, as you you do know, it's like what gets greenlit and funded. There are good projects out there, but Hollywood's like, nope, we're just going to do reboots and reimaginings and modernizations for a modern era because that's safe money. But this year, finally, it just wasn't. Well, that's the thing is you can't keep remaking something over and over again and thinking it's original when it's not like nobody. The problem with every sequel, too, that they've remade that even from something good, like if you look at Dumb and Dumber 2 or anything, it's like, hey, remember what we did the first time? Remember it's, Berries. Yeah, the whole yeah, time. Dude, it's <clears throat> garbage, man. It's just garbage. And with everything they're putting out now, I, it's. I don't know. It's all just bad. Like there's no story. There's no anything. And then with Disney, they just double down in the worst way where they're like, all right, well now men are Cinderella in our amusement parks. And you're like, that's yeah. not, why is that better? Yeah. And, and then I'm wondering how far do you overcorrect it? Cause usually that's what they do is they mm -hmm. just shoot the wrong way too hard. Mm -hmm. So it's like, do you re-release song of the South? Like how far <laughs> yeah, do you take right. it yeah. where it doesn't really work? then because you're completely out of touch with what america wants like reopen splash mountain and make it more racist <laughs> right yes, yes, exactly, right it's a small world that it, that's what was interesting if you do go on it's a small world it's still as racist as it ever was yeah right that's the, it's, still... it's, it's the only ride that didn't change like i was going through there with my son a couple of years ago and i was like wow this is boy egypt sure is uh Oof. not really egyptian it's very uh <laughs> It's very Muslim. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know if they got this right. There's like yeah. flying carpets and stuff. It was, yeah. it was pretty amazing. Yeah, and it was. It's funny to see that though. Like I remember in the original, I was rewatching with the with the with the digital media too. This is something that you can probably relate to too. Like I hate it. I I, I was like a DVD collector. Me too. I like to have stuff. And uh, nowadays. Uh, it's all digital. I was re-watching the original Bill and Ted. Uh, and I was like, I don't know if it's going to hold. Because sometimes those like comedies, just they don't necessarily hold up. But there was a moment in the movie where they they fall down the stairs. And I think they're in like knight's armor or something. They're so happy they survived. They hug. And then I think Keanu, I think, you know, back in the 90s, you said the word fag all the time. And it wasn't like yeah. a homophobic slur. It was like the thing people said. And he's like, he called him a fag for hugging him. I'm like, that's still in the movie? Yeah. Like, I couldn't believe they, they didn't edit that out because now it's all, you can't even get DVDs anymore. Yeah, I watched it with my son and I noticed that too. <laughs> and there's a few movies like that from the it, yeah 80s and 90s where it's just still in there. And it should be. It's fine. Like, I'm not saying it's good now, but it's like, to, it's the same of rewriting. It's just what you called someone. It wasn't really... I never it, thought it was like disparaging gay people. I was from the Midwest. No. You just, that was just a thing. It was like dumbass. You know, well, like on our show, we did um, the rise and fall of the smear, the queer league. 
Well, I played that all the time. When yeah, I was, right. Yeah. <laughs> that's why we did it. Like it was a professional sport. Yeah, so we had like that, brain yeah. damage and all that stuff. And it's like, because we nobody, nobody knew what a queer was. You no, just knew it was I the, know. no, no. You just knew it was the one kid you were beating up for whatever reason, <laughs> because yeah. he caught the ball and now nine guys were kicking him on the ground. It's just smear the queer. Yeah. It had nothing to do with, it wasn't <laughs> like, hey, yeah. it's a gay guy. Yeah. Yeah. It's that's, just. That was 90s. Like that was or even 80s probably. But like yeah, we yeah. played all the time on the playground. I had, had no idea what that even meant. It was like, okay, cool. Like it's just like um, you know, Red Rover or whatever. It was just a game you played and you weren't like thinking about any of that stuff. I think you make a good point about how you have to just let things be a product of their era and that's okay. Like you don't um even stuff like look, I used to throw that I used to throw that word around all the time, like, and retard, you know, re re I'm trying to bring retarded back. I want to get rid of the stigma on that. I want to, uh, yeah, I hadn't used it for about 10 years, but I've <laughs> noticed it's, it's more chic than before. <laughs> yeah. It's cachet is getting built back up, <laughs> but like, you know, and like, okay, so now I'm 40. It's, it's 25 years later. I don't say it as much. That's okay. Like there's stuff in, in the gaming world, there's HP Lovecraft and you might be, you're probably familiar with like Lovecraftian films yeah. where they're like the space monsters and stuff, by the way, shout out to the colors of space or right in, in the, the mouth cage. of madness. Oh dude, yeah. that was great with the, it was the, the, what was it? What was the animal? The, uh, I don't know. It, he turned it, it turned into something. It wasn't I, llamas, but it was like EPAC or so I, what am I thinking of? Oh, yeah, man, I forget the name anyway. Sorry to mean to, no, no, you. no, it's phenomenal it's, though. Yeah, that was like Nick Cage is low key some like awesome movies. And like that movie came out, no one saw it in the theater. And I watched it and I was like, oh, damn, that was a good movie. Um, and again, relatively original idea, not pandering. But anyway, HP Lovecraft used to have a cat and it, his cat was uh, named the N word. And people, so now all these woke gaming companies are like, well, we want to use the Lovecraftian lore, but we want to acknowledge that he was a, a virulent racist. And I'm like, he was alive in 1900. Like, what do you, th <laughs> this, that was the word, that was like saying crap now. Like it was not, and he also renounced a lot of that stuff on his deathbed. And um, they always forget to mention that. But like, it's it's okay to like understand that, you know, 150 years ago, things might've been a little different. Yeah, you don't have to put it in your game. <laughs> right. We're not saying that you, that you have to be the cat named the N word. Like you just, yeah. You don't have to acknowledge it at all. Actually, you could just yeah, not, no you don't one have would to bring even know up. that. Yeah, right. no one would know that if you. And I always think it's hilarious because they'll put a lot of these um, like game makers will they'll like make a big statement on Twitter or something about how how strong and independent and, and, and anti-racist they are, but they're happy to use the man's work for profit, like of because course. it's in the public domain now. So they're like. Oh, well, we acknowledge that each. Okay, well, why don't you think of your own original idea then? Because no one does that anymore. Like, there's, there's, there's a reason that a, a man's mythos or like world building from 150 years ago is still relevant. It's because he was probably a genius level creative person. Sometimes those people are a little bit weird. That happens. Oh, it's the same as when Mickey Mouse is going to come, you know, is is all of a sudden going to be available. And they're going to be like, well, we will say he's anti-Semitic. Now I'm going to go get in my Ford. Right. And I'm also going to support Palestine. So yeah. you're like, OK, this is interesting. Go on. Go yeah, I do. How woke you are. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Let me give you more of my money. Yeah, <laughs> I think I didn't see it, but I do like seeing some of this stuff going to the like um, they made Winnie the Pooh. Um, blood and honey blood and honey whole, yeah. yeah i didn't see it because i was like there's no way this isn't totally immersion breaking and like stupid it's not but, good yeah <laughs> i figured at least <laughs> i figured it wasn't gonna be very good but i love the idea i was like okay at least somebody did something unique and like tried to i'd rather buy that i'd rather pay to see that than um you know another run-of-the-mill superhero movie yeah, of course. Well, I'd like to see Eeyore more like into autoerotic asphyxiation oh, yeah. or at least suicidal. <laughs> like there's got to be a reason he was always so dark. We need to explore like, thought, that character. Yeah. Yeah. There needs to be something more with Eeyore. I thought, yeah, it was an interesting take on it. And I like that somebody did it, mm. but I'd like to see a really high budget version of it. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, that would be there. Yeah. Just Eeyore's. And it's just like his past is. It just in soul crushingly dark 
he lost his family in the holocaust and he yeah, just, you know came yeah. to america like it just i mean Nothing he's been around out. yeah everything yeah his dick fell off all this kind of stuff the um it, it's interesting to me do you think that i mean i think look whether or not people just to bring it back you know whether or not people liked for example lady ballers I'll say this. I mean, it was, it, I think I it was didn't a, see it. Honestly, it's okay. It's yeah. okay. And that's what I figured. I mean, and that's not, I mean, that's, but that's, that's a lot though. of those. It, it came off to me. Like it would probably be like the hot chick with Rob Schneider. Or something it's very like much that. like that. Yeah, yeah. Like, which is exactly what it should be. It should be all right. Yeah. It's all right. Yeah. yeah. And uh, you know, I, my biggest, I imagine Tyler was a standout and I'm not just saying that cause I like him, but he's very yeah, funny. He's funny. He's naturally he's 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 got better well he's just better on camera too than some of the some of the people in there because he's yeah. more experienced and stuff like that. But to me, I was like, okay, well, I don't need more like boomer con jokes about what is a woman like it, that to me because I live in the world. I bet you my dad would have loved it. You know, like sure, like you know, boomer. Sorry again to hear about that. I, yeah, I appreciate that. I bet you if I would have showed it to him, he would have been like, this is the funniest shit ever, <laughs> you know, but like, I'm, I'm glad that they're out there doing it. Do you know if, if blaze has any long-term plans to kind of get in and, and do something similar? I don't, but I want there to be one. I mean, I'd like to do one. And I, I think what something, a lot of comedies are missing is kind of that like uncle buck transplants in automobiles John Candy, like there needs to be more of, of a vulnerability and an underdog in a lot of these stories. Some soul to him, yeah, yeah. Uh, Uncle it, Buck, by the way, one of the best all time, ever. One of the best all time movies, and John Candy's probably one of the one of the top two all time ever. Dude, he's he's probably my number one, and I think people, I think people who don't know him don't under uh, need to look at him because they, the vulnerability that he had in every one of those movies and the way that he was able to play, it was on a level that is astounding. And in the, planes, trains and automobiles, you feel so bad for him. And you're like, man, the Steve Martin character, what an asshole. Like he, this guy's just a, you know, and then, I mean, not to spoil it, but you need find out about his, his wife. You're like, Oh, and like you forget you're watching a comedy. It's more of like, it, there's more to it than just slapstick. And I'm so glad they let John Candy and Steve Martin kind of improvise a lot of that because the original script and film, it's like got more of a stalker element. And there's like a C line where Steve Martin's wife thinks he's cheating. And it like oh. it actually pulls a lot of the heart out of it. And because mm. John Candy is just so lovable and he's just trying to get a guy home, mm. it plays so much better. And that's a movie that would be PG if it wasn't for the scene the where, where the F yeah, where he goes off. <laughs> <laughs> and I, I forget that woman's name who's also in Ferris Bueller and she's uh, great at that role. Like totally the mouse Oh, yeah. she's great, dude. And yeah, yeah she's uh, oh, she's perfect in that. And uh, yeah, but yeah, Uncle Buck too is like, yeah, just here's a quarter, go downtown and have a rat gnaw that thing off your face. So good. Um, but I, I think there needs to be uh, um, more movies like that where there's, there is a heart and there is a vulnerability to it because that is something that I think families can watch together because there was also a, a slight darkness to those, but a realism at the same time and, and something that I just think is missing a lot in today's comedy where it's like, I don't. I have not seen a comedy that I thought was heartfelt in a very, very long time. That's a great observation. I think that, oh man. Now I just want to. I showed. I have a friend who's thirty-five and he had never seen Uncle Buck before, and he thought it was like some dumb thing or whatever. And I, yeah. I watched it, and he was like, "That's one of my fa all-time favorite movies." I'm like, "Dude, not even not to mention shout out Macaulay Culkin." That line was so like, good. What's your record for consecutive questions asked? It's <laughs> like that that exchange <laughs> you have so good and then yeah you do you do find as you watch the movie his character has is carrying a deep loneliness like the um, silently as and i think as men too you know obviously women do this too but uh men you know i think you connect with i connected with that with his character like he's just um you know he's just a good guy who maybe ha has some bad habits and he's you know whatever but he he cares about those kids like the whole um, you know, they didn't want to call him, but he's the only guy there. Right. He answers the phone and he's like, how is, uh, like Margie and Joe? And they're like, it's not the names. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. 
And he's like, sorry about the time I, I lit your, uh, your, all your bushes on fire. And he hadn't <laughs> been there in five years. And like, he goes there and he's folded in on the picture. And like, you realize that that was like, a heartbreaking moment though, too. When you, he's folded in. Yeah. Well, you realize he's afraid of being hurt. That's why he's not with his girlfriend at the time who he works for. Why Great he's character not, too. Yeah. Like he's, so he's, he's, he's layered, but you find it as it goes on. Like he wants to make these kids happy. Yeah. And yeah. And then, the, <laughs> you know, I got a guy down at the lab. Who can tell yeah. if you brushed your teeth? Your teeth or you are just not. Ran <laughs> <laughs> and then yeah, it's just the like eighties like lock eye thing with the, <laughs> yeah. the beep. Yeah, it's so sharp. It can circumstance. You're not a gnat, are you? There, bug. Like there's just the whole movie is just. Um, but you're right. Yeah, that heartfelt and that movie's. I'm trying to think. I'm pretty sure that's that's probably just a PG movie. PG, um, yeah, eighty nine. It came out as PG. Yeah, so I mean, nowadays it'd probably be G. But the um, you're right that the, the comedy does have kind of I never really liked kind of the slapstick um, like joke, 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 joke movies. They, they get tiring. Like I know like people say like, oh, Step Brothers is one of the you know, people. There are people that are like, oh, it's the mo-. But, like I get tired of it being too funny. But that character does have what you say, have some. Like those characters, when you said like a, a movie with some heartfelt characters or flawed characters, that would be an example I might think of like, because those characters are like emotionally stunted. Yeah. But they end up having a little bit of a redemption arc. And sure enough, that movie did extremely well. Um, yeah. You know. I, I think they're over the top, but they are them being funny. I mean, I think they're more, it's not as much as like old school where they actually are real guys, you know, as the story grows. Yeah. They build the characters actually. You like, you learn a little bit about each of them. Yeah. Like Vince Vaughn really wants to be known as a playboy, but then when it actually comes to the time where he's going to hook up with the girl, he just, he's he makes the right by decision. Himself. Yeah. Yeah. Stuff like that. So, I mean, I think it's a bit, yeah, I think it's that that one's a bit over the top. I like the other guys. I love that movie. Yeah, I, it's I, so I, good on so many levels. Like that level of joke. You haven't done a house pop yet? Oh, dude, when he looks at <laughs> when uh uh is it what's her is it Eva, Eva Mendez. Eva, Eva Mendez yeah. walks in and she's like, How's that your wife? And he's like, what if you're the- gonna come <laughs> come in here looking like a hobo. <laughs> yeah, that was the best, one of the best all time, like running z plots of the show is just his background and like and mark Wahlberg's like what the like all these women are just like uncontrollably attracted to him oh yeah well he finds that he's a pimp but then he's (laughs) like our mark does this like mark Wahlberg does this like perfect ballet number and he's like how how do you do that he goes oh i learned it to make fun of the gay kids in my neighborhood yeah you learned how to dance sarcastically yeah that was that's it and that and and when you have that level of like some character building it's re, it becomes rewatchable yes like i can't rewatch a lot of um there were like a lot of the sandler movies from that era were very funny but like the one that i can rewatch all the time is um uh no i can't think of it um billy madison happy gilmore no no the the video game one um, oh, uh, Pixels? Adam, No, Adam wasn't even in it. It's just a Happy Madison production. Grandma's Boy. Oh, you're talking about Grandma's Boy. Yeah. yeah, but like in that is another, like they do build the character a little bit. And like yeah. that, that, but these are old movies. Like, that's a fun, I, yeah, that's really when you're thinking about it. Yeah, it's early 2000s. And that yeah. is a fun, that's a funny movie. Yeah, it's, I generally rewatch it. Or like Wedding Singer is another one too, that there's like a dark, I love that like dark, uh road that adam's character goes on where he's like uh suicidal and he's writing the song and then john lovitz is in there like he's going insane (laughs) and i'm reaching i'm reaping all the benefits he's just just going off at all the weddings yeah that was yeah those are all but yeah you're right i mean that we're reminiscing about probably uh the modern one of the better eras for comedy each generation Mm -hmm. has theirs i mean there were great comedies in the 80s and 90s you know, I'm sure that like people in their 50s will say Revenge of the Nerds and Porky's and all these kind of like we I I don't know if they hold up because I haven't rewatched them. But I remember watching when I was a kid and they were hilarious, you know, they're fun to watch. I mean, the thing about Revenge of the Nerds is there is that rape scene that doesn't hold up. That does like, not hold up. <laughs> yeah, because I did rewatch it and I was like, yeah, you're not rooting for him anymore. Yeah, <laughs> there's no there's no way to let that be a product of its time and be like, yeah. 
Yeah, that one was a little spicy. Yeah, yeah. Actually, that one's just no. <laughs> That's just yeah, a hard no. Yeah, you're like, I don't, uh, I'm sort of on the Ted McGinley side on this one. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. The, so do you think, um, by the way, I'm joined here by the wonderful Dave Landau. I'm going to share all of his links are in the description below. Um, if you're not already following him on Twitter, please do. Um, also, if you go to DaveLandau.com, which is also linked, uh, you'll find all of his comedy dates. If you're in the Huntsville, Alabama area, you can actually catch him live tonight, tomorrow, all weekend, right? Yes. At the at Stand Up Live, and next weekend at the Roxy in Rochester, Michigan. By the way, if you're one of my fans, you buy a ticket and go say hi to Dave. I'll pay for your ticket. So you just let me know. Holy crap. And uh, I'll, I'll, uh, if you want to go email me, go see him support stand up. That's um, also, by the way, he's also got his show returning to the blaze normal world, which is also linked in the description. You should definitely subscribe to that. Also, are you guys on rumble? Not yet. Um, uh, but I want to be, I want to get on your, on get off your ass. And once you're on rumble, I'll be able to send a lot more viewers, but uh, we're on, um, if he's on YouTube at normal world for now, a lot of sketch stuff. Um, he does a show with Quarter Black Garrett and many others uh, for the Blaze. How the hell are you managing your schedule? You're sta- you're doing stand up like every weekend. You're doing the Blaze stuff. You're doing your OnlyFans account. I saw, which is a great yes. video. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah, that <laughs> one's really spicy. Yeah. Uh, I do the banana trick, ping pong balls. Yeah, uh, he's a real <laughs> Renaissance man of uh, OnlyFans. Like. Uh, uh, if you remember the strip clubs in the '90s, that's what you're going to get at Dave's OnlyFans. Oh yeah, if you were in Tijuana, yeah. I mean, really, it <laughs> yeah. is. Uh, it's Vietnam era things that I'm doing on my OnlyFans. I promise you're going to love it. It's the best it. money I ever spent. Yeah. Oh, easily, easily. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's uh, it's pretty sexy, guys. So you're going to want to you're going to want to see it. Yeah. So I, I was. So how do you manage your schedule? How do you um, do you have an assistant or do you are you just a lunatic? I'm insane. Yeah. Okay. It's odd because like most of the time, like I I spend at least uh, a few days a week only with like my my son, my family, mm-hmm. and then I do my show, and then I I travel and do stand up, and then back, and you know it's like uh, and this last couple weeks have been great because I took my son to like WWE and all that stuff, and oh yeah, I, I, all, I, all the young boys freaking love wrestling. Like dude, <laughs> they do. And it's like, I have to show him all the old, better stuff, right, obviously, yeah. you know, yeah. but he's still into the new stuff, which is cool. Get him to be a little Hulkamaniac. That's, that's yeah. what you got to get. He loves, into. he loves Hulk. He loves all the old stuff. That's his, his favorite stuff is what I grew up on. Cause my uncle used to show me, you know, like the first one I saw, and I mean, I, I, it was obviously not live, but it was from the Pontiac Silverdome. And it was, I think, the second WrestleMania, maybe the first. I, I used or, to watch it ninety in the morning, Saturday mornings after yeah. cartoons. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We used to chase the ice cream truck to get the wrestling bars that had the stick in them. I don't know. I don't think we ever had those. Yeah, it was the chocolate on one side, uh, vanilla, and then like the cakey stuff, and then it had a print of the wrestler on it. And I always wanted either Randy Savage or uh, Roddy Piper. Yeah, Roddy Piper is is great. Uh, side note. Did you watch, have you seen any of these? I mean, there's been kind of a, a few wrestling documentaries that have come out that have been pretty good. The Jake the Snake one was awesome. Oh, um, the Dark Side of the Ring? Dark Side of the Ring was the one. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah I saw Jake. Oh, you're talking about Beyond the Mat? Yeah, Beyond. Well, I'm thinking, yeah, there's Beyond the Mat, Dark Side of the Ring. I think there's one out right now in the theaters. I think Zac Efron's in it or something like that. That's Oh, I want to see that at the Iron Claw. Iron Claw, yeah, I'm loving this. Like, dude, I, it's a good yeah, era. I haven't seen it yet. I want to see that bad. That's a Texas one, and uh, that one I really want to see. And I'm really uh, excited. Yeah, that one I'm excited about. Jake the Snake, I saw live it in Detroit. I want to say like six years ago. I have a picture with him on my Instagram. Yeah, and uh, what a dude, cool guy. Yeah, have you met him? No, but I mean, I see him in his interviews. Like now that he's got his shit together, like he's such a good guy. He was newly sober and he came out and I mean, you could tell because it was like 
you could tell he was moving for the first time without pills. It was hard on him. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So it was like bones creaking, and it took him a minute to get to the mic. But the stories he would tell about, like, his snakes going loose in Diamond Dallas Page's house and, like, <laughs> you know, like, fighting a snake on the side of the freeway high on crack and, like, just... Uh, <laughs> yeah. like, just like it was just incredible to watch him and his stories about driving uh giant to one of the best he was like he told that story about how giant would drink like a a freaking case of beer in the back not piss and then he'd have to go shit in the bathtub because he couldn't didn't fit on any toilets it's like stuff like that you never even (laughs) you never even think about it and i'm like oh yeah i suppose like i'm six five i'm big guy he's way bigger than me I have like I have to buy the king size toilets in my house so I don't feel like I'm gonna <laughs> fall off them. So yeah, that yeah he's yeah that was those that era wrestling was so good. Oh, oh man, dude, he was talking about how Giant would drink like a handle of vodka and not really feel anything. Yeah. And, and he said before they wrestled, <laughs> and this one time he drank two handles of vodka and he was supposed to stop about you know like this far from landing on Snake's chest. Oh, and he didn't. Happen. No. <laughs> yeah. So he crushed everything in his chest. I mean, every. And that's how he started, you know, really. Like, he was already doing plenty of stuff that you shouldn't have, from steroids to painkillers. All those but, guys were. Yeah. yeah. They really hit each other back then. Yeah. Like, you're, you, that you were getting hurt in the ring, and you were going out on the next day. You think about it now as a grown man. You're like, oh, yeah. They were, they were, they were, they were doing a line before they went out on this, you know, uh, out on stage. They were taking every pain pill on the market. Because you had to work. If you didn't work, you didn't get paid. No, and imagine that your instruction is like, all right, we need you to get hit softly with a folding chair. Like, there's not a way to do that. <laughs> yeah, and because you're trying to make it real. There's that great, I don't know if they, they, um, they, they, it was like the 30th anniversary, I think, of the Undertaker versus um, Mankind fight. Yes. In the cage. And like, Mankind, uh, what's Nick Foley? He's yeah. like an absolute lunatic. He's like he he hit his tooth sticking out of his face, like through his lip on his, and he's like, "No, nah, no, nah, I'm cool." I'm like, "Well, I, I, or Mick Foley, not Nick Foley." Mick Foley, uh, yeah, yeah. I'm like, "There's no way he wasn't." <laughs> like, there's no way. Like, I don't care. It was entertaining, but those guys killed themselves for actually no no money at all compared to what they make nowadays. Well, when he he's talked about falling through the cage, and yeah. when he fell through the cage that's when he like looked over at his kids to realize they were watching because you should be dead and he wasn't mm-hmm. but it's like you know this is a guy who this isn't a planned thing it just gave out and you know that's mats might look comfortable so you know like everything looks easy to people who are watching it if somebody's good at it yeah and right. then you watch that it's like this is a dude who's just like in a massive amount of pain <laughs> just laying there just because he's just fallen you know, 20 feet on the cement. It, it's, it's, it's there's staggering. No, yeah. There's no faking, like taking a bag of thumbtacks out and like throwing it on the butt mat and then slamming somebody onto it. And when like, he, Oh God. Yeah. And when he was cactus Jack on ECW, we would go to the state fairgrounds to watch that yeah. in uh, Michigan. And like, dude, he, I mean, barbed wire razors. And then people would do that in their backyard. They'd have these backyard death. Remember matches. that era? Right. Yeah. It was yeah with the, all the uh, fluorescent lights <laughs> She's on the back. And they'd lay stuff on tables to body slam people on. Yeah, like, It'd just be like broken microwaves and whatever you could find and just throw <laughs> each other on them. Yeah. I, that was a weird era, but I remember that like backyard wrestling and they're just like, breaking throwing dishwashers on people and shit I'm like, <laughs> right. what, what is this yeah so i was like don't emulate this it's like everyone's gonna emulate this it was either that or the beginning of jackass so either your friends getting beaten up in a backyard or pushed into traffic in a shopping cart yeah i was at a young impressionable age when the first jackass came out and i absolutely did the shopping cart thing with people in the walmart parking lot like that was that was happening. And then you you go back and you look and all these guys now, they're all totally broken. Like they're just, oh, yeah. you know, they're, they're just probably living in constant pain. But, you know, hey, I appreciate their sacrifice. Oh, yeah. I mean, if they're not dead. I mean, I hate to say it, but it's well, like. Well, yeah, I don't want them to dead. die. Yeah. No, no, they're either. But it's true. They're either like they're either not here or you're Steve-O seems. He seems better. okay. 
Yeah, he yeah. seems um what's his name? Uh Johnny Knoxville that, seems okay too. He's got brain damage, I know that much, but Yeah, I, it was cool to see them come out when I brought my son to WrestleMania. They came out and wrestled and I that I was that, yeah. dude, I was not expecting that. Me and my son went, we were watching it and with my friend Chris and his son, we it was that was amazing to see. Cuz I was like I never thought I'd see the day where like guys I loved as a teenager were at WrestleMania, you know, yeah. and then, but then you have Bam who um, I, we were oh, supposed to interview Bam on Kumia's show one day. And that was a whole thing where he was, he like showed up at the studio, but then like his handler got away and then he took off into the city and that was a, you know, and it, I, I wish that guy the best, but it seems that he has a lot of issues. He uh, supposedly, I got a text actually yesterday from the uh, guy he's saying he's staying with and he says he's clean right now good and um yeah yeah man he just never really recovered from ryan dunn like that really just i it took it out of him yeah i mean i'm sure you, you always got that kind of beast in you um but man his his it's tough to see on you know look i you know everybody knows somebody or has personal de dealings with addiction so i never judge people for it um but yeah, I, I wish him the best. I hope he gets clean because his battle has been fuck, man. Just you just look at him. He looks like shit. Like he just looks. If you told me he was like a hundred year old guy, car accident, you know, you know, whatever, I'd believe you. He he he. Uh, everyone else on the show seemed to do okay. Bam, I think his problems were non-show related. Oh yeah, I think. Well, I think it's yeah, the self-inflicted drugs and i mean yeah. i can relate you know i get it uh, you know yeah it, it's drugs alcohol loss you know you add all that to it and yeah when my dad passed just... away i you know i always drank like uh probably two days a week but there was a run there where like it, i was like oh shit i i drank like 30 days in a row <laughs> like you yeah know, like it happens it gets it sneaks up on you fast it's like oh shit um, why does my side hurt? It's it's like my liver is like, ah, like give me a break, you know? Yeah. And then you realize, yeah, add a decade to that. And then you're right. like, bam, you know, yeah. it, and then pills and, you know, and, and, but that's, you know, we all have our ways of grieving and people who can judge that aren't being honest with themselves yeah. or they haven't experienced that pain or been honest about it. I mean, when my dad died, when I was a teenager, it was the same thing. You know, it's like, I, I didn't drink at the funeral or the right. wake, but boy, did I do everything else at every other moment I possibly could. Yeah. Yeah. It's a, uh, it, it, it's a, uh, it's, that's one of the things I think um, that makes people more endearing too, is when they're honest and um, when they, you know, that's like when I talk about BAM or talk about anybody, like I'm not judging them, you know, I, it shit happens. It sucks, but it's, you know, and anybody, like you said, anybody who's like pretends like it's something you can just quit or control. They've never met somebody who deals with it. Or they've never dealt with it. They're right. just kind of ignorant to it, and and that's you know that's probably good for them. But uh, uh, yeah. Anyway, on to a better, uh, more yes. you know, happy <laughs> topics. Um, I, I wanted to ask, and, and I'll, I'll I try to get people out in an hour. I know you've been very generous with your time already. But oh, I you're good. I, I was like talking to you, man. Oh, okay. Yeah, I appreciate that. Um, by the way, for those tuning in now, I'm joined by Dave Landau. All of his links are in the description below. He's uh, if you're in. The Huntsville, Alabama era, area, you want to go see him this weekend, take your wife or your girlfriend or your wife and your girlfriend or whatever. Um, sh hit me yeah. up. I'll, I'll, I'll buy your tickets for you. And then the Roxy in Rochester, Michigan next weekend, just one day, only uh, January 5th. Um, and then back to work at uh, a normal world before hitting hyenas in Dallas, which at least isn't that far of a – well – yeah, that's not that far of a drive for you. You're there. No, right? that's like right there. And it'll be yeah. me, uh, Pantelis, and a guy named Derek Richards, who's a great comic. And uh, that'll be a fun show because it'll just be stacked with my guests. So yeah, yeah, oh yeah, the, you're that's you're a, that's a home game for you. And if you're in yeah. Dallas, I would love to have you on. You know, yeah, that. you have a, you have an open you have an open door anytime. I love it. Yeah, I'll uh, I don't travel very often, but I know I am going to be in Dallas in the near future. Awesome. Because um, my business partner, uh, in one, I have like a news website and she lives down there. But um, Oh, very cool. Yeah. So um, I was going to ask you, you know, a lot of people who don't go to comedy shows, you know, my wife doesn't because she she's always paranoid that she's going to get picked on. I'm like, OK, well, then we just sit in the second row. It's not 
it's not, you know, you, or you don't be drunk and like yelling stupid shit and you'll be fine. What is the, you know, the comedy scene? Like, I mean, the last stand up I saw, I think I, I went and saw Ryan Long in Chicago. Oh, Ryan's um, great. Yeah, he's great. He's got, he's, and he's another one of those guys that like, he just kind of makes fun of whatever. And he doesn't like, I, there, I like groaners. Those are like my favorite jokes where you're like, Oh, I shouldn't laugh at this, but it's kind of funny or like whatever. Um, he does have a few of those in his set. And when you go to stand up comedy shows, it's not Twitter. That's one thing I try to tell people like actual people at shows laugh and they're not generally offended. No. But have you run into, uh, I, cause I always find, you know, sometimes you go on that YouTube rabbit hole. There's that one guy that's like famous for his interactions with hecklers. I can't think of his name. Matt Rife. Yeah. No, not Matt Rife, but he is a crowd work guy. Yeah. He's, he's an older white guy, tall, tall and skinny. He's like, oh, Jimmy Carr. That might be Jim, might be Jimmy Carr. Is he British? No, he's not. He's white. Chattel bail me out. Or he's American. Chattel bail me out. Some okay. Um, if, if they tell me his name, I'll, but anyway, I'm sure I know him. I'm just thinking of anybody who goes back and forth with a crowd member. Yeah. I think, um, I'm always, whenever I see that, I'm like, why are you even at the show? Like, I don't understand what, what do you think these people go if they don't like, they, they think that a, not, no, no, chat says it's not Patrice O'Neill, no, but Rip Patrice, Patrice O'Neill was the best. He was great at it. Yeah. Hoffer, El, that might be it. Hoffer. Oh, Steve Hofstetter does one. I don't, yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. I've heard his maybe stage though. A lot of them. I don't know though. I don't. That's know That's what I. I was going there. Yeah, I was. Yeah, I heard there. Was yeah, some... I've never met him though. Yeah. Yeah, I thought. Um, no, he's white. Yeah, I said. Yeah, is he British? I said no, he's white. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah he's... <laughs> <laughs> the um, yeah, yeah. I was wondering that because I'm like, man, he's got like a lot of videos, and I'm like, it doesn't seem like usually when I see comedy shows, it's, if somebody's like riled up, they're just too drunk trying to get attention. They're not like they're having a meltdown about it. No, the only time that I've posted one, I think was, yeah, lady was hammered and she was just trying to talk to me. But <laughs> usually if it's me talking to the crowd, I make it, it's never ever to insult someone. It's seriously me looking at somebody who I can tell has maybe been arrested and I'll <laughs> say, have you been arrested? And then they have a fun story and then I'll make it fun. Like it's, uh, if I talk to anybody, it's never about embarrassing them because they're a fan of mine. Yeah. Right. So it's always to make it fun and they have to look like they're enjoying themselves. Like I, I never like the idea of picking on people is just not my thing. Cause I know yeah. people, they're not comfortable there anyway. I get it. Yeah. So the idea of making them more uncomfortable isn't fun for me either. So I want them to have a good time. Like if somebody's yelling out, I've, you know, you learn as you grow, like you, you don't want to just start screaming and getting pissed because then you look, you look insane. Usually and then the crowd will self-manage too. I find they'll be like, Hey, shut up. Or, you know, people will like get on somebody who's getting unruly. Dude, if you've ever been at a movie or anything where somebody's talking and you just want to hurt the person, like it's <laughs> yeah. the same thing at a comedy show. You can very easily conduct the room to take care of themselves, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah right. with with putting very little emotion into it. Mm -hmm. yeah. And it, it doesn't take much to shoot down somebody like that, you know, um, especially and if people are mad, you get it occasionally. Like I have a joke. I do it here and there now, but. It was about the swimmer Leah Thomas, but it wasn't about her. It was about me. Like the joke is yeah. me competing as a woman. Yeah. And I just say like, you know, if I were to compete as a woman, it would make no difference whatsoever. Right. Like after one it. lap. Yeah. yeah. They'd be like fishing me out of the pool. That's and they'd be the like, joke. I don't know who yeah. this, yeah. Who this fat girl is like, yeah. like <laughs> her balls are hanging out of her bathing suit. They're like, <laughs> yeah. that's Deva, you know? Yeah. And this guy stands up with his phone on. Oh boy. And this is in Washington. So there's a plenty of gay people and probably trans in the audience. Yeah. And he goes, this is the most transphobic show I've ever seen. And he's uh, like very cartoonishly gay. Yeah. And I was like, how I'm making fun of me and my lack of athletic skills. <laughs> yeah. And right. like the whole crowd starts clapping and he goes, <laughs> no, it was, it's making fun of trans. I go, no, it's not. It's literally making fun. I'm of the me. butt of the joke. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and they all start booing him. So he runs out. Love it. So yeah. as he's putting his phone away, because now he's embarrassed. Yeah, that's great. He but thought he was going to have a moment there for, for yep, the TikTok, it's a, he was you know? He was trying. He went to the show just to have that moment where he gets destroys a comic's life. Yeah. And he, he runs over to the bouncer 
And he goes, I think I made a mistake. Can I go back in? And the guy goes, well, one, you forgot to pay your tab. And two, no, you don't get to go back in or ever come back here again. He's like, I want another shot at it. I've I've rebuilt my courage. I want to have another moment. I always think that that's funny. And and, and you actually, um, that is the correct, I believe, the correct correct explanation of their motives. He wasn't there to get internet famous. He was there to ruin your life. Like try to get you canceled. And that's why like I I take that, like when people swap people, I'm like, no, that's attempted murder. It's not a prank. It's not a joke. You're trying to get them killed. The same thing, like you're trying to get somebody deplatformed. Comedy is one of the last. I mean, you saw this with Gervais with his joke about Make-A-Wish kids and all these moms are like, oh, my God, he, he made. It's like, no, he, the Make-A-Wish kids are not the butt of the joke. Like they're not. He's not. He's not like, ha, 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 you're dying. It's like it's they're just part of the joke. They're not the the, the target of the joke. And people are so quick to get offended. But again, that's online. You know, you, there was an article about. Gervais, one of Gervais's recent shows, the headline was like, you know, it was, uh, you know, terrible, this, that, and the other thing. And 11,000 people stood up and cheered. And it was like, yeah, the people that were there, it was for them, not for the internet, not for you to be offended. It was for them and they, they enjoy it. Chappelle's the same way. Yep. You know, the, I think comedy is basically the last the last standing, um, you, you know, thing against authoritarian censorship. And, and there's even been comedians. You look at what, I mean, anyone here from Aziz Ansari anymore? You know, there's been people who's had kind of their lives ruined. Now, if there's maybe more to Aziz's story that I don't know, I don't know. But I, as far as I remember, he got me too and he's disappeared off the planet. He, got me he was one of the biggest comedians of that, of that era. He was selling out arenas. He, yeah, and he got me too for nothing. He seriously, he went on a bad date. And the girl was going down on him. And then she said that he didn't get the signal that she wasn't interested. Yeah, right. Yeah. Yeah. Well, like, yeah, I'm sorry. I didn't hear you while with your, with my cock in your mouth. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You're like, that's odd that I don't know. I, I didn't quite get the signal while you were gagging on me. Yeah. I, I guess yeah. your subliminal messages. <laughs> that guy's gone. Just gone. <laughs> He's gone. I saw him at a stadium tour on New Year's Day at, at uh, Bradley Center in Milwaukee. It was completely sold out. And then he's just gone. Well, that's, the, that's the goal is to end people. And I don't understand why you don't have to like it. You don't have to enjoy what people do. And I mean, Gervais has pushed against that. They've tried to cancel Chappelle on every level possible to the point that it's like he already walked away from the mainstream on his own he when it was much more million popular. dollars. Yeah. Do you ever hear him tell that story? I'm sure you did. We're like, mm-hmm. I think I honestly think they did. They did this to Kanye too, but that's afraid they said they said you know you're gonna get on a plane by the time you come back we're gonna have the world convince you're a crack addict and all this shit and they did like i remember everyone saying that oh yeah he wigged out he's some he went to africa and now he's a crackhead and all this stuff they 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 they, they it was bizarre to see and then his he was gone for 10 years before he i was back. the opener on his second show back oh nice he disappeared yeah and I went up to meet him and he's just sitting there all jacked. And I was one of the openers on his last show before he left in this arena. And I was at the Fillmore in Detroit with him at the oh, time. Yeah. I think it was the state theater. And uh, yeah, he was just all jacked, which was crazy to me when I, that was weird. Seeing him like super him. bulky. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Cause I was, cause killing him softly Chappelle. I always, you know, that was like my favorite. One special. of the best. Still probably, some still probably is my favorite. Yeah. I sprinkled some crack on him. Yeah. He played, this guy broke in here and hung up pictures of his family everywhere. <laughs> yeah. and, uh, <laughs> so, and, but seeing him then, and even when he walked out, you know, he, it was just this electricity in the room that I've, I rarely seen from any other performers. And I don't think we'll ever see, Again, it was just brilliant. And to watch so many people turn on him the way that they have in the last few years and see him not care is wonderful. And That's, it, we need that. Like yes. the world needs that. We need examples and, and you need to be that big. I mean, they almost took him down and he's the biggest name in comedy or well, pretty damn, at least in America, I would say. I mean, he is. He's he's the most accomplished like working comedian right now in the United States that I can think of. You could say Gervais, he's over in the UK, but he's worldwide too. But like both of yes. those guys now, I I feel like in my mind, they feel some sort of duty to like, 
like now it's like Chappelle is going to put the trans joke in every time now because he's like, I think he has to keep them alive because if you're a smaller, if you're just starting out, you can't do it. You, you can't, you don't, you don't have the cachet. You'll just get canceled. You won't be allowed. I mean, you won't be invited to the open mic. You won't be invited to be part of the group. It's, it's kind of harder to make it now. And I mean, if it's not your voice too, that's difficult as well. Mm-hmm. Like finding your voice is definitely, you have to be honest with who you are. And I think people that age and our age, we are a little baffled by the mm-hmm. way everything is played out. You're talking about how we talked when we were younger. And dude, it wasn't that long ago. I know, right? It's not 100 years ago. No, like the, <laughs> yeah. the way everything has shifted from the time that we didn't have a cell phone, which was 20 years ago, yeah. to now is batshit. I'm so glad so, that there wasn't social media when I was 15 and 16. Like there was, there was like MySpace, but the shit I would have posted or said, you know, there's no way it would have followed me around forever. Dude, I didn't even know that existed then though. Like I didn't have, I knew about Napster when I was a senior in high school. Yeah. I didn't even, I I did like Facebook when I was out of college. I think like it wasn't something I gave a shit about. I was too busy trying to get laid. Like I I was, (laughs) yeah, I was a full-time comic and people were like, you have to do this. And I'm like, but I don't want to. It's (laughs) stupid. I'm like, yeah. this internet thing will never catch on. It's going to fit. Yeah, right. It's just a fad, <laughs> yeah. like Jolt Cola. Yeah. Yeah, sure, we liked it. It gave you energy for a while until you got a headache. But it's yeah. nonsense. Yeah. Just drink another one. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 The um, I want to remind everyone here, uh, Dave, I'm joined by the wonderful Dave Landau, the host of, co-host or host of Normal World, New episodes, Tuesdays to Thursdays. Link is in the description. Go subscribe to that. Hilarious stuff. Also, uh, his Twitter is linked in the description. And DaveLandau.com. He's got some stand updates coming up in Huntsville, Alabama all weekend long. By the way, if you want tickets or you, you know, if you're in the Huntsville, Alabama area, you email me at the recording at Gmail. I got your ticket. Go, go there and buy some drinks and support Dave. He's there all weekend. Um at uh, the stand up at stand up live, go see some stand up comedy. Um, then he's at the Roxy on the fifth of January and Hyenas on the eighteenth in Dallas, Texas. You can find all of his dates at DaveLandow.com. Reminding people, want to remind people, go get you, go touch some grass, go support stand up comedy. You know, have some beers or sodas or whatever, have a good time, and uh, you know, it's it's just better than going to see another superhero movie or not. You know. Most people, once they go to a comedy show, they're like, they don't know what to expect. And then once you go, you're like, oh, that's pretty funny. And I had a good time. Like, you'll you'll have a good time almost certainly. I'm surprised by how many people do come up to me and say, this is the first comedy show I've ever been to. And they're in their, like, 40s and 50s. Yeah. Yeah. It's, well, it's a thing that, like, people, I think, even, like, I started going to see, like, dinner theater now that I'm old. And I'm like, well, this is something I got to do. I'm 40. Yeah. But I'm like, oh, this is actually awesome. Like it's like yeah. a small little theater that goes into the floor and it comes up and they change. I'm like, oh, this is kind of cool. What if I I haven't gone to this for the last twenty years because I thought it wasn't for me? Like, so you've got uh, obviously it's you and you've got some openers. I sus I suspect in Huntsville yeah. this weekend. Uh, Matt McClowry, who's a regular, uh, he played Biden in the video you played in the beginning. Oh, the uh, he's a regular. Guy, yeah. yeah, he's a regular in Normal World. He has Asperger's, so we always talk about that on the show. Um, Love it. Yeah, and a really, really funny guy. And uh, he's also on the show tonight. And he's uh, he's usually my opener when I'm touring. So awesome, uh, really, really funny dude. Well, Dave, I want to thank you so much for coming on. It's been a. I think I feel like we could reminisce about Uncle Buck era comedies for a very long time. Dude, I'm with you. <laughs> yeah, I'll let you get on with your day. You probably need a little nap before uh, tonight's show. Go see uh, Dave's show, or su- at least support him on his YouTube channel, uh, Normal World, which is linked. And uh, go see some comedy. Thanks, Dave. Dave, so much for coming on. Dude, really appreciate you. Thank you for having me, my friend. I appreciate it. All right, we'll see you later. Okay, um, that was Dave Landau. By the way, shout out to uh, King of Biltong. Almost miss you today. Been busy in store. Well, that's good. Happy New Year to everyone from us at Anton's. May you all have a great 2024. See you next year. That's right. Uh, this is the last show of the year. That's right. It is. I thought I saw some other rants that now didn't save. 
for some reason. They're usually at the top of the chat, right? Here's one from Sammy. Did anyone mention they remade Uncle Buck in 2016 as a black sitcom? Mike Epps was Uncle Buck. This, the plot idea lasted one season, LOL. <laughs> no, I did not know that. That uh, also, Sammy said, is the comedy world split on the recent crowd work trend? Oh, I, sorry, I didn't see that. See, I think he kind of answered that, though. It seems like a fair amount of the younger crew hits with candid crowd work shorts. Are you seeing more people chiming in at shows now? That would have been a good question. Sorry, I missed it. My apologies. But um, yeah, last Jeremy of the year. Actually, I'll probably, oh no, it is of the year, last of the year for sure. Um, but uh, I, you know, I meant what I said about getting you tickets if you want to go see him. Uh, let me know, email me. And um, yeah, I hope that you have a safe, fun New Year's this weekend. I've got a couple of standalone videos I got to make right after this. And uh, I'll be back on New Year's Day. I plan on working New Year's Day, as far as I know. So I'll be right back at it Monday. So that should be cool. Appreciate you all so very much. And um, we'll be back on Monday at 1 Eastern. Very welcome, King of Biltong. Appreciate you. Thank you for all your delicious meats. Stay sexy, everyone. Oh, just make videos here? Um, I have to I, I have to use different software for that. Otherwise, I would. Otherwise, I just would. Suppose I could. No, I got to run downstairs and stuff. Happy New Year, everybody. Stay safe. We'll see you Monday. See you next year. I got to make a video. I got to make a video about how Tim Pool missed out on the Civil War. Appreciate you guys. <laughs>